Let's talk about ways we could build and maintain a routine, even if we may struggle with executive dysfunction and PDA autism. All right, so if you guys are neurodivergent and you have ADHD and or autism, the thought of building and maintaining a routine could be enough to just send your nervous system into a frenzy. The concept of having to do a certain thing a certain way in a certain amount of time, however many times, is just a lot. I think a reason why it's so difficult for us to build and maintain a routine is due to the fact that we've spent our whole lives essentially fracturing our relationship to routines and getting tasks done because we are taught to get those things done in ways that do not feel right to us. That doesn't make much sense, right? Because the purpose of a routine is to be there to support you. And so when you're forcing yourself to blindly do these routines because it is what you think is normal and should be done, you're continually dysregulating yourself again and again through these routines. The routines then become something that you don't actually want to do and is instead just another obligation or another responsibility that you have to hold yourself accountable to. I feel like a lot of neurodivergent people as a result find themselves either feeling extremely anxious in order to move themselves forward in life or they fall on the other end of the spectrum which is they lose trust that they can even maintain anything or achieve anything either because they physically can't keep maintaining their life and they're forcibly stopped or they just choose their own sanity and their own physical well-being by opting out of routines and opting out of setting goals for themselves. I don't think neurodivergent people deserve to ping pong back and forth between one end of the spectrum and the other of anxiety or depression. I feel like we deserve to maintain our lives somewhere in the middle where we have a sense of purpose, we have a desire to live our lives, we have goals, but it feels good to us and it's not taking away from our physical well-being or our emotional well-being, but actually something that we could tap into because we genuinely want to. All of this to say, I'll be giving you guys some tips and most of them are going to be simple perspective shifts because we underestimate the power of perspective. Think about it this way. One of the main reasons why life has felt so difficult for you is because you were not only raised in a neurotypical world, but you were given a neurotypical user manual to base your life and your actions off of. So it only makes sense that if we are trying to figure out a way to build a routine that feels good to us and is more sustainable for us, we have to first tackle our philosophies behind how we build our routines and why we're gonna build our routines. We're not necessarily changing our routines and looking for new routines, we're more so changing our relationship to routines. A lot of the times because of how our society is, it's very capitalistic. Everything is for the sake of improvement or gain. We could fall into the habit of just blindly achieving, blindly doing for the sake of being productive and progressing forward. But the downside to this is not only are you exhausting yourself, but you are also detaching yourself from your own intuition and your own sensing, and you are making life just 
not enjoyable anymore. There's so many people nowadays that even if they're able to achieve the goals that they set out to achieve, they don't even necessarily feel good about it afterwards and they don't feel proud of themselves. A lot of neurodivergent people end up struggling with the lowest self-esteem because of things like this. It's that numbing of yourself and taking away your opportunity to actually live your life and experience your life. I finally found my people. That is that is exactly how to even describe that feeling. Like this, it's like so trauma filled. Like to the point where like when I do anything, like even like when I do smaller big stuff, like I've been living by myself for a year now. I'm paying my own bills. I got the job that I set out. I was gonna say I was gonna get. I got my job. I recently just finally got a car. All these things, right? And it's like, I don't like I'm not proud of myself at all. It's like you know like how people were saying in those comments, like you know like. Growing up, like whenever I was going to school and got good grades and things like that, it was always expected of me. You know what I'm saying? It was never a congratulations. It was never like no taking out, no celebrations, none of that shit. Like, and, and and when you did succeed as well, like when like it was also that and like always comparing to other people and always like you can do better, you can do better, you can do better. And of course, it's not a bad thing to be pushed, you know, to be pushed to greatness, to be pushed to do better. But at such an early age, basically being told, oh, what you did was not good enough. You have to be like this person. You have to be like this person. You got to be like this person. From that, bro, that just fucks up your mind. So now, to this day, whenever I do anything, even though I should be happy for myself, even though I should be proud, I just feel resentment. We don't want to fall into the habit of a lose-lose situation. That is not a good way to live life, right? You don't want to be the person who doesn't have any goals because you just don't think you could achieve it anyways. And you also don't want to be that person who's just blindly living life and achieving goals and throughout that whole process not even feeling good about it and not feeling fulfilled. This is where we can begin to shift our perspective to allow ourselves to want to live our life again and empower ourselves with our choices. When you are thinking about a goal or when you are thinking about a routine that you want to set for yourself, instead of thinking about the objective things that you want to accomplish or get done, I want you guys to instead think about how you want to feel. For example, instead of telling yourself, I want to exercise five days a week. You instead identify why it is you want to exercise and what you want to feel when you are exercising or as a result of exercising. So on a day-to-day -day basis, I just don't feel good. I have brain fog. I have trouble sleeping. I deal with chronic pain. I can't even sit still because I'm constantly adjusting myself due to my pain and there's just so many things in life that I can't seem to do or opt out of doing because of the pain I'm experiencing. That is the feeling I'm trying to target, right? The negative feeling. The reason why I want to integrate a routine is to help manage these negative feelings that I'm having. The next step is to think about what I want to feel in exploring a routine that may provide me more support. So I think I want to get more body movement in that could help build some of the muscles in my body in order to help me deal with the chronic pain a little bit better. I want to go swimming maybe four to five times a week in order to have some light body movement in that won't be hard on my joints or my bones or my muscles, but I could still get some good cardio and I could get some really good deep breaths in because I struggle with breathing. Swimming would just 
improve my health all around. And I really want to feel good. I want to be able to sleep better. I want to be able to have a clear mind every single day and not deal with the brain fog. And I just want to be able to be healthy enough to not constantly be held back by my medical issues. I feel like when you think of yourself as a machine that's just supposed to pummel forward and achieve and achieve and achieve, you're not allowing yourself to actually be in your body and experience life. You're not allowing yourself to enjoy life, to be supported by life. This is why a lot of people wonder to themselves why it's so hard for them to maintain a routine. Because the routine's not enjoyable. The routine's not supporting you. You're dreading it. It's another obligation. It's another responsibility. Of course, you're going to want to avoid it, especially if you struggle with executive dysfunction, especially if you have PDA autism and demands are something that you just cannot seem to follow through on and you want to avoid no matter what. Learn to identify your accomplishments through being able to feel what you want to feel rather than through achieving a result. So as long as I feel more regulated, as long as I feel a little bit less in pain, I am achieving what I want to achieve. Another really important aspect that I want to highlight is consent. Why is it so important for someone with PDA autism to be able to say no in certain situations. I see this as more of a maintenance thing. I find that a lot of neurodivergent people are not necessarily good with longevity, give or take, depending on what neurodivergency you have and what circumstances you have. But generally speaking, people with neurodivergency usually work in spurts. So they may be able to jump into a routine, maintain it for a few months, and then burn out from it and never tap into the routine again for however long it takes to rebuild that energy. And then maybe they pick it up again. But ultimately, this way of going about routines kind of builds a toxic relationship with it in a sense where the routine, like I said, feels more like an obligation and a responsibility. And even if you keep picking it back up again and again with breaks in between, I find that you will eventually reach a point where the routine builds this emotional weight to it in a sense where you think about all the times that you failed at maintaining the routine. You think about all the times it was so difficult to maintain the routine and you start to feel dread that you have to pick it back up and go through this whole process again that takes up so much energy. And so it's almost like you're pushing a rock up a hill and the rock is just getting heavier and heavier. You don't want to feel like that. You know, the routine should be there like a net to catch you in certain moments. Let's say you're a person who wants to walk around 30 minutes a day just to have some body movement, right? And that is a routine that you built and you want to maintain. If there's a certain day where it's 100 degrees out and you're not really feeling too well physically, you might say to yourself, you know what, right now when I think about that 30 minute walk, Usually I would feel really excited to go because it's my time to listen to podcasts and decompress and observe nature. But today it actually feels like a burden. I'm dreading it. I know it's gonna be super hot out. I know I'm gonna be sweating. I just 
think about all the sensory nightmares that I'm going to be going through and I want to do everything I can to avoid it. Instead of forcing yourself to still blindly follow through with it, you want to recognize that at this point, the factors in that day is making that routine feel undesirable to you. So therefore, you're allowing yourself to opt out of that routine for that day because it's no longer serving its purpose for you. Exercise your discernment in understanding where you can afford to have this type of logic and where it fits into certain aspects of your life. Humans are not meant to be machines. We're not meant to be doing the same thing every single day again and again and again. There's all these varying factors that we have to respond to. And the thing is, neurodivergent people neurologically are more highly attuned to sensory experiences and so that makes us a lot more intuitive and it makes it easier for us to tap into all these different changes and needing to know how to adjust or how we need to respond. So now let's get into some practical tips in routine building and goal setting. For a lot of us, choosing a starting point is probably the most difficult aspect of all of this because if we struggle with choosing the proper starting point, it makes it easier for us to burn out from getting things done. With how society is and how pop culture is, we're used to setting such harsh goals and transforming our life in such a holistic, intensive way. We're basically approaching that change with the desire to achieve a certain end goal. So of course, if you're concentrating on that end goal, you're gonna want to get to that end goal as fast as possible in order to feel good about yourself. You don't want to necessarily have your starting point be with all of those drastic changes being implemented immediately. So for example, a lot of people will say, I want to be vegetarian and I'm going to start cutting meat out completely by next week. How often have you guys heard someone and even yourself set goals like that? It's just very intensive, right? I think sometimes people use that as motivation to push them forward, but be honest with yourself. That motivation's also laced with dread a lot of the times because you're having these thoughts of like, okay, I'm going to do this. I don't really know if I could achieve it, but I'm just going to jump face forward and see how it turns out. In reality, I feel like we don't appreciate enough an easeful integration of a practice into your life. It's almost like we identify pain as accomplishment or pain as gain, when in reality, you could do things comfortably and still feel good and achieve, right? You could still do things slowly and get to the end. You don't have to suffer in order to feel validated. So ways that we can choose an easeful starting point for ourselves is by first thinking about what it is you want to do. I want you guys to follow that up with what is actually realistic for you. You want to have a good idea of what you're capable of and what your patterns are. You want to be self-aware here when you're setting realistic goals for yourself because we oftentimes as neurodivergent people either overestimate our capabilities or we underestimate ourselves. So it's important to have a neutral, objective idea of what you're capable of. Then I want you to follow that up with undershooting what you're realistically capable of. That is your starting point. So if I were to think I want to swim five days a week in order to help maintain my chronic pain, what I'm realistically capable of is maybe swimming three to four times a week. So if realistically I'm able to swim three to four times a week, my starting point would be swimming one to two times a week. 
The reason why undershooting what you're realistically capable of is so helpful is because one, you're not only setting yourself up for success because you know for a fact you are going to be able to achieve it, but you're also, as a result, building more trust in yourself and a more realistic idea of what you're capable of. I think we underestimate how much our low self-esteem truly holds us back or drives us forward in all the wrong ways. You want to be able to set realistic expectations for yourself again and again, detach yourself from the idea of big achievements and being able to accomplish those big achievements and get yourself used to being able to set small goals for yourself and knowing that you could achieve it every single time either way you're still moving forward you know we always hear about the story of the rabbit versus the tortoise and how the rabbit is super fast he got cocky took a break and then lost the race because the tortoise was able to just continue moving forward slowly. It doesn't matter how you really get there. It just matters that you find a way that works for you, right? And the amazing thing about finding a starting point that's easeful for you is that you could always build off of it once you've established a consistent, healthy relationship around that starting point, and you could choose the next step above it. So ramping it up to maybe one extra day and then maintaining that for a certain amount of time. And ultimately, you keep ramping it up to the point where you're swimming five days a week. And by the time that happens, it'll be so well integrated into yourself that it doesn't feel like this huge drastic change or this huge obligation that you have to hold yourself accountable to. It's just something that feels natural to you at that point. So the next tip sounds funny when I say it out loud, but give yourself enough time to forget about time. Let me explain what that means. A lot of us neurodivergent people have a very complex relationship with time. When we think about deadlines, when we think about getting something done in a certain amount of time or having to do something for a certain amount of time, we start to get really anxious. And I think this is one of the main reasons why it's so difficult for us in our own personal lives to hold ourselves accountable to certain things because not only are we not really enjoying doing those certain things for ourselves, but we're forcing ourselves to be consistent in something that needs to actually be approached with fluidity. Part of working within a system that makes sense to us is also allowing ourselves to find a way to be consistent in a way that's also giving us freedom to respond to the different variables. I want you guys to think about how you as an adult live your life and your relationship with time. You're constantly working on other people's schedules. You're constantly holding yourselves accountable to working within time frames. Now think about what it was like as a child and how as a kid, you're just kind of going from one experience to another and you're able to fully immerse yourself in the experience that you're currently having in that moment. And think about how difficult it is for adults to be able to achieve that sense of immersiveness. Because because we're constantly thinking about how long are we going to be doing this for because I have to get to the next thing. Whereas kids, when they're in a certain experience, they're just fully in it and they're not thinking about the next thing necessarily. And so part of changing your relationship to routines 
and life in a way that allows you to actually want to go live your life is also allowing yourself to be immersed. This is why it's important to give yourself enough time to forget about time. So how can we do that? Again, going back to how we set such objective goals for ourselves when we're building routines. For example, I wanna swim an hour every single time I go swimming. Immediately when I say that out loud, it sucks the fun out of it altogether. It also takes away my freedom to tap into my intuition and what my needs are for that day. So if the max amount of time I want to swim is an hour every time I go, giving myself enough time to forget about time is essentially giving myself around two hours to just be at the pool. Within those two hours, what I'm actually giving myself is the freedom to tap into that routine however I need to and however feels right to me. It gives me enough time to drop into my body, feel into what my needs are for that day and what I'm capable for that day. But it also allows me to fully immerse myself in the experience and not have to think about a timeline or a goal or whatever. So some days, what I'm capable of is only swimming 15 minutes and then laying out in the sun and reading for the remainder of the time. Other days, I might swim for an hour straight and just pack up my stuff and leave. Either way, I think being able to have the freedom to experience this routine however feels right to you not only makes it feel good and support you, but it makes you want to tap into it more and more. It makes you feel less constrained and makes it feel less like an obligation. And I think a part of being able to fully immerse yourself in the experience is also allowing the experience itself to rejuvenate you in the ways that you need to be rejuvenated. Having the freedom to not have to think about any sort of time or goal or constraints is extremely important in maintaining the vitality within yourself for life. All right, you guys, if any of you end up applying these perspective shifts or tips into your life and it's been helpful for you, please share your experience down below. And if this video was helpful for you today, remember you could always donate by hitting that heart things button down below. Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to my channel if you haven't already. Other than that, thank you guys for tuning in on today's video. Make sure to remember to take care of yourselves and I will see you guys on the next one. Bye.